Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I want to talk about communication. Um, it's something that we all do. Uh, we all have to be effective communicators uh, in different ways. Uh, some of us have to do it really well in our careers. Uh, we need to be effective communicators in our families, uh, with our friends, in uh, important relationships that we have. But where we don't think about it as much is as athletes. Um, and so I want to talk about communication um, through the lens of athleticism and specifically in two areas, how we communicate with ourselves and then how we communicate with others. And so this distinction is important because when we think about communication, uh, I would argue that we typically think about how we communicate with others. So there's a verbal exchange with ourselves and other individuals, but we also communicate with ourselves uh, as well uh, in uh, how we think about the actions that we take, uh, the goals that we set for ourselves, how we move through our days, um, the decisions that we make, the things that we value. So communication is something that we're always doing, and we're either doing it internally uh, with ourselves or we're doing it externally with others. And so I want to talk about communication again through the lens of athleticism and how we can refine these skills, how we can think differently about these two ways of communicating again with ourselves and with others. Because at the end of the day, uh, we all need to be effective communicators. Um, certainly as a coach, it is my primary job to be a communicator. Um, I can't effectively guide athletes towards their full potential. I can't help athletes reach their goals. I can't prescribe effective workouts if I'm not able to communicate effectively with the athletes that I work with. It's also something that we've been working on a lot internally uh, at TEC. Uh, we've been thinking about how we can communicate more effectively with each other, specifically as a remote team in several different countries around the world, uh, as well as how we communicate with our athletes um, as a remote-based coaching company. And so these skills more and more need to be refined in our current um, uh, world and the way that we move through uh, these different interactions, so much of it now is remote, and that requires uh, a finer touch. It requires um, sharpening these communication skills. And so uh, since I've been thinking about it a lot, we've been talking about it uh, internally again with the team at TEC, and I'm always working to refine it on the athlete interaction side, um, I started to shift my focus and think about how these skill sets are applied to our lives as athletes and how we can refine them, sharpen them, uh, maybe even alter them to be more effective, to find more joy, uh, to be more consistent. Um, any of the ways that we define success as athletes, communication is gonna be a part of that. So again, communication and how we can utilize this skill, refine this skill to help us be better, more fulfilled uh, athletes, and uh, I'm excited uh, to dive in and unpack this. 
Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. All right. So let's dive in to communication and how we can utilize this skill to enhance our lives as athletes. So the first place I want to start is communication with yourself. So as I mentioned earlier, there's really two types of communication. The one that we think about most often is communication with others. So it's an interaction. um, There's a verbal exchange. Uh, There's also nonverbal, of course, but it typically involves another party. What we don't think about as much is how we communicate with ourselves. And we do this a lot as athletes. Um, It's something, you know, we're constantly making decisions about um, how we we dole out our energy, uh, how we pace ourselves in a workout, uh, how we move through the day, how we prioritize time for our workouts. The list goes on and on. All of this communication happens internally. So it's an area I've been thinking about a lot, and I think if we can um, apply the same lens, the same effort that we often uh, apply as we work to refine our skills um, as we communicate with others, uh, it can really help us uh, enhance uh, how we go about uh, living our lives as athletes, our enjoyment of the process, um, how we uh, tackle our goals, and so on. So... The first area, uh, or one of the things that I, that I, uh, where communication with ourselves really comes into play is, is in our reactive nature. 
So I've talked about this on previous episodes of the podcast, if you've listened. And uh, it's something that uh, I really believe strongly in. It's just this, this idea of working to be proactive versus reactive. But the fact of the matter is, is that so many of us, myself included, um, can run around from thing to thing throughout the day. We're putting out fires. Um, we're constantly responding. And that requires uh, communication with ourselves, right? It requires our ability to know where to focus our energy, where do we give our time, um, who, who is allowed to take energy from us, um, and what do we get in return. So this is a, you know, often when we're making this, these decisions about where we put our energy, it's, it's an unconscious decision, but there is a communication aspect or component that's involved. And so the first area, uh, or one of the ways that we can communicate more effectively with ourselves is to think more critically about are we being proactive or are we being reactive? I certainly understand that in the modern world, um, due to the nature of family and relationships and career and people are busy, that there is a certain reactive component. Um, But my argument is that I think we can take a little bit of that back. If we turn a critical eye to that internal communication, to that dialogue that happens within us, we can work to be more proactive. And what that allows us to do is typically set ourselves up for success, right? When it comes to things such as consistency in our workouts, when it comes to making time um, for you know, a full workout, getting in a warm-up, the main set, and the cool-down. Uh, when it comes to not feeling guilty around carving out that time, you know, there's so many things that are linked to this feeling of running around, feeling like we're always one step behind putting out these fires, or taking charge and command of that time with some proactivity and what that allows us to do from a mental, uh, in terms of a mental shift. Uh, and again, that, re- that starts with communication internally. We have to understand what drives us, um, what we need to do to set ourselves up for success, and what we can do to shift the tide, even if only slightly, to get away from some of that kind of hectic mentality, um, that frenetic energy, and get us to a place where we can be a little bit more proactive so that we can take charge of the things that matter most to us. Another area, and, and very similar, uh, or certainly linked or tangential to the idea of being proactive versus reactive, is being present. It's another thing I've talked about on the podcast. And this communication with ourselves starts when we have the ability to be present and to check in, right? So the, so the thing that keeps us from communicating effectively with ourselves is our inability to make time for, uh, for that communication, right? We, we, we cut that out um, or we, you know, shut that part of ourselves down. We focus from going from task to task to task without the ability to check in and communicate with how we're feeling. Is this what we want out of our day? Are we accomplishing 
what we've set out to do. Is this moving us closer to our goals? Is this fulfilling? Does it bring me happiness? So on and so on and so on. So can we be present such that we're allowed to create space to communicate effectively with ourselves? One of the areas that I think this is best done is during exercise, right? This is a dedicated space that's solely created to allow us to check in with our bodies, to be present with our bodies. How are we feeling? How's the effort? How do things feel in my warm-up? Um, so exercise inherently creates the opportunity for us to be present, which gives us another opportunity to communicate effectively with ourselves. So these things are inexorably linked, but what happens is we don't often give ourselves the time to be proactive, which doesn't allow us to give ourselves the time to be present. Uh, we're rushing through a workout. We're trying to squeeze it in. Um, and I know that has to happen sometimes. But again, my argument is that these small shifts can really create ripple effects in our ability to check in, to be present, and again, ultimately communicate effectively with ourselves. Um, another great way to communicate with yourself is by listening to your body. So it's something we talk about all the time as athletes. Are we listening to our body? Um, are we, again, being present? Um, these things are certainly linked and build off of one another. But there's so many opportunities to listen to our body. And when we listen, when we check in, that is a way of communicating with ourselves. Because when we listen, we then have to make decisions based on that feedback that we're getting. There's an internal dialogue there, right? I'm sleepy. I have low energy. My body hurts. My hips are sore. My hamstrings are tight. Right? Any of these scenarios, we then have to make a decision about how we're going to move forward with our goals as athletes based on that feedback that our body's giving us, based on that, um, that listening opportunity. And there's a communication piece there. So many ways to listen. So we can listen uh, when it comes to nutrition, right? Um, our, our dietitian at TEC, Christine Zimmerman, is great about talking about honoring your hunger and fullness, right? Are we listening and are we honoring the cues that our body gives us? Um, are we hungry? Do we need to fuel? Um, are we full and we're actually satiated? Um, these are cues that we don't typically tap into, right? We move from meal to meal, from snack to snack. Um, are we listening? Again, are we communicating with our bodies and are we listening to what it needs so that we can be, uh, so we can feel good, so that we can be our best for a workout? Like can we be our best from a recovery perspective? Another area is rest. Are we listening to what our body needs? Are we communicating that um, we need more sleep um, or we're, we need more restful sleep? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in that space. Recovery is the biggest thing uh, that, that athletes struggle with. Again, so, so often linked to my first point, which was this reactive mentality, 
right? We're not taking charge of how we move through our day. We're responding versus being proactive. And that leaves us with the inability to get rest, uh, with the inability to turn off, to recharge, to recover. So can we listen? And can we communicate what we need uh, again through that internal dialogue? Maybe it's, I need to get more sleep. I need more restful sleep. Uh, I need to you know, turn off my computer, turn off my phone. Um, whatever that is, there's a communication component there. Uh, another area, of course, is exercise, right? Again, such, such a direct corollary between the time that we take for exercise and what that does in terms of creating an opportunity for us to listen and communicate with our bodies. Um, so three um, easy examples of ways that we can listen to our body, which again, when we do that, we can sharpen our communication skills internally. Um, we are great at turning that off, right? It's shifting to external communication, shifting to look for the answers externally. Um, so much of this is internal, right? So much of it is in the listening and communication that we do with our bodies. Um, I also feel like reconnecting with our why. Uh, so when we communicate, when we listen again to ourselves, it allows us to reconnect with our why, right? Why are we doing this? So often um, we see athletes that choose goals based on things that are not in alignment with what they really value. So it's, you know, I did this event because it was close or I had a group of friends that signed up or, you know, it seemed like the best thing to do because I saw it in a magazine article. What, what is it that's fulfilling for us as athletes? What's the discipline? How do we want to engage physically? What schedule is best? Right, all of these aspects don't have to follow um, a recipe. They should be individualized, and they should be uh, they should be fulfilling. And so, can we communicate more effectively with ourselves so that we can tap into the things that are really bringing us joy? You know, are they in alignment? Are the things that we're doing? in alignment with our goals? If the answer is yes, excellent. If the answer is no, how do we communicate with ourselves so that we can, we can change that, right? Am, am I doing what I want to be doing as an athlete? Uh, am I finding joy in this process? Am I feeling more confident? Um, are my goals moving me in a direction that allows me to show up in all areas of my life uh, in a way that's more fulfilling. Um, so again, there's a communication component there, right? Instead of drowning that out, instead of just taking the route that's easier or the race that's close or the event that your friends are doing, maybe that is fulfilling, but take a second to communicate and understand if that is really what is driving you. Is that going to be sustainable? Um, these 
are the questions we can ask ourselves internally to get the most out of our effort as athletes and to maintain that identity long term, right? That's the real crux is we want to build an athletic identity that's robust enough that it carries us through the rest of our lives, through any stage of life. Um, We're connected to that why, we're communicating effectively, we're listening, and we know the value that that athleticism brings to us, and so we continue to engage and keep that at the forefront. So the next area is communication with others. Right, so this is the more obvious, I think, um, place where when we think about communication, again, we think about it often in some sort of external um, aspect or there's an external component. But um, there's lots of nuance here and there's lots of ways we can sharpen this. Again, as a coach, I'm always thinking about how to sharpen my communication skills because that is my primary job. And I encourage you to think about your primary job as being a communicator as well, right? A coach is not just someone who works with athletes. A coach is is anyone who is providing guidance, who is a leader, uh, who is um, working to guide a group of individuals in any particular direction. So you are a coach in your family. You're a coach in your workplace. You're a coach in your friend group. Um, And as a coach, you have to be a good communicator. Um, And it's an ongoing skill. But we can also leverage these skills in our lives as athletes. I want to take a second here to give um, due credit to, to Brett Bartholomew and the art of coaching. I had the opportunity to go to one of Brett's workshops in Denver Uh, a few weeks ago, and it was incredible. And um, he uh, works to help individuals uh, like myself, coaches, uh, business owners, leaders, refine and sharpen their communication skills in order to be more effective. And I took a ton away uh, from his apprenticeship workshop, and I would encourage you all to check out Brett's work. Uh, Again, that's Brett Bartholomew. Uh, Art of Coaching is his company. Um, They're doing great stuff. Uh, I'm 100% behind it. And um, certainly um, what I learned and what I took away from that experience helped to inform this conversation and really helped to hone and and dial in how I'm thinking about communication as a critical skill set Um, for everyone, and also, again, as as athletes. Um, And again, how can we communicate more effectively to enrich our experiences as athletes? So um, communication with others. First is, you know, it's important to understand where we're coming from. So we all bring certain things to an interaction to communication, right? And the two things primarily that we're bringing, um, there's a power dynamics component and there's an influence tactics component, right? So when we come into a communication opportunity or an interaction, um, 
there's power dynamics there, right? It's a boss to an employee. Uh, it's a parent to a child. Um, it is partner to partner, right? There is a certain power there that exists that dictates how that communication uh, is going to unfold and how each individual responds and reacts in that communication um, interaction. And so understanding what we bring to that interaction can really be important and really be pivotal in thinking about how we communicate effectively as individuals and, um, and, and if we're getting what we want out of these interactions. The other thing is influence tactics. Again, so what are we, what are we bringing, right? We all bring certain influence to, to these interactions, right? Again, pick an example of people you communicate with. It's your boss, it's your employee, it's your partner, um, it's, you know, a stranger uh, at a gas station, whatever it is, <clears throat> there is a certain amount of influence that flows in both directions, right? And the influence that we bring to that communication informs how, um, how effective it is, um, how e- each party feels about that interaction. And so I just want to set that as a bit of a framework uh, for the next few points because that can be really pivotal in understanding how we move through um, different interactions and how we understand if we have been effective, um, if we have how we've made the other person feel in that interaction. And that, again, as a skill set to hone, um, power dynamics, influence tactics, that's, um, there's, a real, there's a real crux of communication there. And, um, and that's going to be uh, just a good understanding, a good foundation to think about when we think about how we can uh, hone and refine these skills, again, through the lens of being an athlete, but elsewhere in our lives as well. This is a skill that I'd really encourage you to think critically about. So one of the areas that we can sharpen communication, refine communication as it pertains to our lives as athletes, our experience as athletes, is by asking for support. So are you asking for support? So many struggle here, right? So many people are uncomfortable asking for support. They feel like, If they do it, it's a sign of weakness. Uh, If you're in a position of leadership, um, you take it as a sign of that you don't have the skills or the confidence needed to to be the leader that you want to be. Um, And the list goes on. Support is something that is very, very challenging for many of us to ask for, to receive, to implement, But as an athlete, we have to be supported. Our endeavors are bigger than us. We are pushing for things that are, by nature, um, have a high degree of failure. Um, If we're pushing outside of our comfort zone, if we're working to reach 
our full potential in some way. So support is paramount. So are you asking for, for support? Are you communicating that support is something that you need as an athlete, right? Whether it's from uh, a partner, whether it is from a coach, whether it's from your team, a training group, are you supported? And I think that's a first, first place to start is that as athletes, we, we can get pulled in a direction where support feels like weakness because the inherent language that we use to describe athleticism can fly in the face of that support. Things like grit, drive, uh, grind, right? And, and these are things we put on a pedestal as athletes. And while those things are great in the sense that they create a character and a robustness and a certain discipline as athletes that we can carry into all areas of our lives, we don't want that language to diminish the real need for support. Our goals as athletes don't happen in a vacuum. Every time we get up in the morning and get a workout in, it's because we're being supported in some other place, right? Whether that's through, um, you know, a partner that watches the kids while we're getting a workout in, uh, whether it's a coach that is there for support, um, providing guidance, whether it is, um, you know, a race group or whatever it is, anything that happens in our lives as athletes has required some level of support from someone. We can't do these things alone. So if you're someone who struggled with asking for support or you're not sure where to turn for support, think about what you need and think about how you can communicate that need for support effectively um, and, and put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to ask for it. People want to support others. We just have to give them the chance to do that. So if you don't feel like you have the support you need, who can you ask? Is it a coach? Is it a partner? Is it a friend? Arguably, it's, it's lots of people. So it also requires a team. And that's my next point is, are you communicating effectively with the team that you have in place? So typically, athletes that are successful have support from lots of different areas, right? They have support uh, at home. They have support in the relationships that matter most to them, friends, family. Uh, they have support of a coach, physical therapist, dietitian, mental performance experts. There is typically a large village supporting those individuals. Um, and that's, again, because these things are inherently hard. We want them to be hard. That's what makes it a challenge worth pursuing. But we need that support. So if we have that team in place, are we communicating effectively with each of those individuals? So all of those people that are in a place of support 
or a supportive role in our lives, in our pursuits as athletes, are all going to require different modalities, different methodologies when it comes to communication. So again, can we sharpen this skill? Can we refine how we communicate with each of these people in order to get the most out of that relationship? Because that's really what it's about. Are we getting the most from these relationships? So it's a relationship with ourself, and then it's a relationship with others, with those around us, around us that have supporting roles. So you can imagine that the way you communicate with your partner is going to be different or should be different probably than the way you communicate with your coach or your physical therapist or your massage therapist or your dietitian or your mental performance coach. Whoever is in these supporting roles, they're all coming at that supportive role from a different angle. They're there for a different reason. So are you communicating effectively? Are you asking your coach the right questions? Are you communicating external stress effectively to your coach and how that's impacting your ability to show up completely for your workouts? Are you communicating effectively with your partner the value that your athleticism plays in your life? How important it is to you for you to be able to do this thing so that you can be the best in that relationship as well? Are you communicating with your physical therapist that you're, the pain that you're experiencing or the discomfort or the lack of mobility is inhibiting your ability to fully connect to your athleticism, to your why, to finding joy in that movement? Same thing with the dietitian. Are you being honest about um, how you feel about food, emotional attachments you have to certain things, um, your, your uh, guilt around fueling properly for workouts. All right, these are all just examples, but you can see the nuance here and how refining these communication skills, uh, language, tactics is really important. And so the way that we communicate with one individual that's supporting us is not going to be the same, or at least we should think about if it needs to, to be altered it's not going to be the same as how we communicate with someone else in our circle. So again, communication is a, is a, is a paramount skill to develop. One, it starts with ourselves. I would argue that we have to be able to communicate effectively with ourselves before we can, we can communicate effectively with others. We have to be able to listen to ourselves. We have to be able to tap into what we need, what we want, what our goals are, and then we're able to take that information and convey it effectively to others. So again, as athletes, that's those people around us that are supporting us um, from, a, uh, from an internal dialogue perspective. That's how we listen to our bodies, our ability to be present, our ability to... Uh, connect with our why, making sure that our goals are in alignment with how we move through our day. So I hope you'll take these, uh, these ideas, uh, these areas where you can work to refine communication and put them into play in your own life. Think about 
where you can, uh, you can sharpen your communication. Again, maybe it's with yourself. Uh, that'd be a great place to start. Maybe it's with those that are supporting you um, and communication isn't what it needs to be or it could be better in order for you to maximize that relationship. Again, that's what it's all about. Are we, are we taking full advantage of these relationships? That's the crux, right? It's a relationship with ourselves and it's a relationship with others. That's what makes the world go around. So these relationships are important and the way to, to hone those relationships is through effective communication. So um, thank you so much. As always, um, go to enduranceminded.com. And let us know what you think. Um, drop a comment at the bottom of the page if there's anything that's on your mind, anything I can help you with. Um, I'd love to hear from you. As always, please rate Endurance Minded. Subscribe so you can be alerted when we release a new episode every other Tuesday. And please share your favorite episode with a friend. It means the world to me. I can't thank you enough for your support. And lastly, thomasendurancecoaching.com. For everything that we talk about on the podcast, our coaching uh, team is phenomenal. We've been doing so much work um, on communication, on building strong relationships, on meeting athletes where they are. And um, I think that anyone uh, who's in a position to extract the most from a coaching relationship um, would be well served uh, to reach out to our team We would love to be a part of your journey. Again, that's thomasendurancecoaching.com. Click the button in the top right and, uh, and get in touch with us. So thanks as always for your support. I appreciate it. I'll see you next time on Endurance Minded.